Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary We Revival Labors through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. You can connect live to Moments of Encounter every Tuesday by 6 p.m. West African time at www.mixlr.com forward slash Moments of Encounter. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. God bless you. Of your spirit to push me, push me, Lord. 
all that we are, all that we have, and all that we have belongs to him. We do not own ourselves. He owns us. He bought us with the price of his blood. The message that Peter preached to the audience in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. It was on record that the particular sentence that caught them to the heart was in verse 36. The moment he spoke that in verse 36, the next record we had in verse 37 was that when they heard this, they were caught to the heart. This, that is a particular thing that Peter said, that caught them to the heart in verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. The Bible says, when they heard this, T-H-I-S, when they heard this particular sentence that God has made Jesus, by the reason of his death and resurrection, both Lord and Christ, they were caught to the heart. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? When the Holy Ghost visited the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10 in the house of Cornelius, that was also one of the statements that Peter made in that message in verse 36, Acts 10, 36. He said, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. King James brought that particular sentence in a bracket. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. And in Romans chapter 14, he said, if we are alive, verse 7, we are alive to him. For none of us live to himself, and no man dieth to himself. If we live, we live unto the Lord. If we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or we die, we are the Lord's. We belong to the Lord. We are not our own. For to this end, verse 9, Christ both died and rose again and revived. That he might be the Lord both of the dead and the living. You read it from Living Bible, Good News. Say, for this very reason, Christ died and rose again. For this very reason, that he will be the Lord of both the living and the dead. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Verse 19 and 20 says, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, you are not your own. You are not your own. You are not your own. You are not the owner of your life. Why? Verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Somebody bought you. When you want to own anything, pay for it, it belongs to you. 
as soon as you paid for it, it be- becomes your own. Somebody paid for us. He said, you are bought with a price. First Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, you are redeemed, you are purchased by the priceless blood of Jesus. So, he used his own blood to buy us. He shed his blood on the cross for the purpose of our redemption, buying us over to himself so that he will own us. Say, therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Your body and your spirit belong to God. He is the owner of our life. And because he is the owner of our life, whatever we are, whatever we have, whatever we will have, all belong to him. So we are only caretakers. We are only stewards. Stewards of our body, our life, our time, and our resources. That's what we are. Subsequently, we will begin to look at, you know, specifically each of these areas of our stewardship. But for today, we will be trying to understand it generally. Now, go back to that, our key text. Jesus was giving a parable. In Luke 16, the Bible says, he said also to his disciples. That is to say, he has been talking. The words of Jesus are in red in your own Bible. You notice that that is a continuation of chapter 15. In chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, it was on record that all the sinners and publicans drew near to Christ. And the Pharisees were murmuring that this man was receiving sinners. Why is he eating with them? So he began to he, he, he tell them why. He made it clear to them that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. He expressed that in three parables. The parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, and the parable of the prodigal son. Then when he finished addressing the Pharisees that we are worried that he was receiving sinners, he now turned to his disciples and began to tell them this parable also. So this parable is specifically to the disciples. The lesson in this parable is only meant to be learned by those who are his disciples. And you know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus? You know the conditions of discipleship? You must love him more than you love any other person, including yourself. You must be ready to carry your cross and follow him. And then you must forsake all that you have. That is, you must surrender the ownership of everything that you are, you are and you have to him. So he began to tell them that God is the certain rich man and that has you as stewards. So there was a certain rich man that has a steward. So I want us to note that we are stewards of God. We are managers of what does not belong to us. Every money in your hand does not belong to you. It belongs to God. Some people believe that when they give 10% of their money as tithes, the rest is their own. No, 
not for disciples. The condition that makes you a disciple, the condition that makes you to be, be part of his sheep, is that you have given up all. He is in charge of everything about your life. For some of us, this is not a new thing. But why is it that we are not practicing it? Jesus spoke in Luke 6 verse 46. It's a verse I wouldn't like you to forget in a haste. If you don't know what is there, go there and let us read. Luke 6 46. Luke 6 46. Don't forget it. Now you are knowing it. It's a very short verse. Don't forget it. Can we read it together now? One to go. And why call ye me? Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. Why are you interested in professing my lordship? Why are you interested? You even know that I am Lord. You even know that I am doubly Lord. Lord, Lord. But why is it that you are not obeying me? Why do you call me Lord? And what you do is not what I want. If truly I am the Lord, why is it that you don't allow that Lordship to manifest in your actions? Why do you take laws into your hand without consulting the Lord? When you want to dress... Why do you put on dressing or dresses that the Lord does not, doesn't want you to put on? Why do you take the money that belongs to the Lord and spend it without trying to find out how he wants it to be spent? Why call me Lord, Lord? It's very common in our mouth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good and all of that. But when it comes to actions, is either you are doing what your mother wants you to do, or your father wants you to do, or your brothers and sisters, your wife, your husband want you to do, or even what you want to do. If He is your Lord indeed, then it is not just by saying He is the Lord but also in doing what he wants you to do. Why call you me Lord, Lord? So if we understand that he is our Lord and we have established his Lordship, then we must be ready to obey him as our Lord. And that proves that we understand that we are stewards. We are in stewardship. There was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he has wasted his goods. That's the accusation. Now, I want us to look at the word wasted. Wasted. Wasted his goods. This particular steward is managing 
the goods the, you know of his master and there was an accusation that he has wasted that goose. Let's look at what does it what does it mean to waste a good. Let's look at it first of all as goose. If assuming you are these three words, what can we call this waste? Eh? There are three things that can define the wasting of these resources. Every resource is considered a waste under these three conditions. And if you are guilty of any one of them, then that is a waste. Number one, when you are not using that goods for what it is supposed to be useful. Let's assume that this resources or this resource is time. If they say that somebody is wasting time. Is either the person is not using that time at all. That is the time is idle and is going. What do we call that? A waste of time. Or is using that time for a wrong thing. Are you getting that? That's a waste of time. Or he is, let's say, if he's supposed to use five minutes to watch cloth, he now use ten minutes. That ten minutes he has used to watch the cloth, the five minutes that is on top of it is what? It's wasted. So, Number one, not using the time at all is a waste. Using the time for a wrong thing is a waste. And under utilization of the time, like instead of you to use five minutes, you are using ten minutes, is a waste. So this particular steward was accused of wasting his master's goods. That is to say, he is not a good steward. Now, let's look at, generally, the things that God has handed over to us and see how we are managing them as stewards. For example, look at time. We have looked at time. Look at the gifts that he has given us. Talents that he has given us. And then look at the money or other material or properties that God has allowed to enter into our hands. 
these three aspects of waste. When you, you remember the story of um, the parable of the talents, where Jesus gave talents to three, uh, where a man, he said a man gave three talents to three servants. And one of the servants, instead of him to use his talent, did what? Hide it on the ground. The man came back and called him an unfaithful, unprofitable servant. Why? Because he failed to use that talent. He allowed it to be dormant. So when we don't use what God has given us, God expects us to use whatever he has given us to his own profit. Whether it is our body or our time or our money or our gift or our talent, he expects us to put them to use for his own profit, for his kingdom advancement, for the building of his church. If we fail to use, then we are not faithful stewards. Again, when we use them for wrong reasons, that's what, what we call abuse. What you are supposed to do with your time, you are doing another thing. That's waste. What you are supposed to do with your body, you are doing another thing. That's a waste. What you are supposed to do with the money that God has given to your hand, you are doing another thing. That's a waste. And so on. Or when we are underutilizing them as a result of maybe laziness or carelessness. These are elements of unfaithfulness in stewardship. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 Paul says let every man see us as ministers and as stewards. Then in verse 2 he said that one thing that is required of stewards is that a man should be found faithful. So it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So I don't know how faithful we have been in the things that God has handed over to our life to manage as stewards. How are we using them? Are we using them according to his own you know, prescription or we are using them the way we want? Now, it was recorded that this servant was accused. An accuser went to the owner and said, he has wasted your goods. And I want us to look at why did this servant waste his master's goods? If we understand what wasting of his master's goods is, why or what are the possible reasons that 
this particular servant or steward wasted his master's goods. A study of that will give us light, will give us understanding to know what to avoid so that we will not be like him as stewards. Rather, we will be faithful stewards of our master's resources. So what are the possible reasons that are responsible for the unfaithfulness in the life of this steward? Number one, we say maybe he does not have the sense of his stewardship. Maybe he does not understand that he is a steward. That could be a reason. He, maybe he thought that he is the one that is the owner. So I can, I can use it the way I want. I can manage it the way I want. And that is what happens to so many believers. They don't have an understanding that what they have or what is in their hand does not belong to them. That's one reason why there is a lot of unfaithfulness in stewardship. When a man does not know, when a disciple does not understand that my body does not belong to me, I cannot do with my body what I want. But what God wants, who is the owner? He said, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. When a, a believer does not understand that his time does not belong to him, he can afford to spend it anytime, anyhow. He can afford to waste it. He can afford to do what he wants to do with it, not what the Lord wants. When you don't understand the reason why God allows you to get a job or allows you to work, you know, some of us, we don't reason. We don't have that sense of that stewardship. Some of us don't know, have lost the sense that, you know, the reason why God gives you resources is so that you will use it according to his own prescription. When you don't have that sense at all, or you have it before, but as time goes on, you lost that sense. It happens to many like that. Maybe when you started that work, or maybe when you started that business, initially you are faithful. You understand that the money, the salary, the, the profit does not belong to me. So when the salary comes, you are saying to God, what do you want this money that enter to be done with? But as time goes on, you begin to lose the sense of ownership. You know it happens. Do you know it happens? Gradually, something begins to tell you that but you can use this money to do this one, to do this one, to do the other one. Suggestions will begin to come. The spirit of mammon will begin to come to minister to you. Why don't you invest this money this way, the other way? And then it will please you. 
you will say yes if i do this investment a lot of profit will come then i will do this one and all of that where is god where is god in those plans some of us we have that sense before trying to hear from god to know what god wants us to do with our time to know what God wants us to do with our resources. But as time goes on, you are be beginning to be careless. You are losing a sense of your stewardship. And that is what is making us now. We can spend, you know, hours not caring to know what the Lord wants us to do with those time. To know whether what we are doing is exactly what He wants. That's what can lead to this kind of waste. These servants, initially, of course, before he was made a steward, you know, stewardship is based on trust. You cannot, nobody will just call you and make you a steward. No. He will first of all test you and be sure that you are faithful before he will trust you to that point. Joseph started as a servant in the house of Potiphar. But over time, Potiphar noticed that this particular servant is faithful. The Bible says he now lifted him up above every other servant and made him a steward of all that he has. It's something that grows with time. Now, but as time goes on, you now notice that something will start ministering to you or you begin to lose a sense of your stewardship. You can now sleep with, your, with time, anyhow, anytime. You, you don't want to find out this time I want to sleep is it what the Lord wants me to do with this time all you just know that you are feeling sleepy and then you fall down and you start sleeping is it possible that sleep is coming to your eyes but your Lord wants you to use his time this particular time to pray is it possible it's possible but many of us we are losing that sense Possibly some time ago when the word of God came on the, you know, issue of following God moment by moment, step by step, you had that sense to say, yes, I will ask God for everything before I do. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I will acknowledge him in all that I, I, I do. He will direct my path. But what is happening now? Are you not losing the sense of stewardship. That's number one. Number two, reason why this particular steward begin to waste his master's goods. Maybe he, he was not aware that unfaithfulness is not tolerated in stewardship. Baby is not aware. I want you to pay attention to this story. Jesus said in verse 2 that the man called him and said, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of your stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Listen, if you are an ordinary servant, and unfaithfulness is discovered in you. You can be given a second chance. But if it is 
a steward. You are a steward. He said, give account of your stewardship. Eh? The reason why you are giving account is not so that we will know whether you will continue. He said, because, because you will no longer be a steward. There's no second chance. There's no, there's no tolerance. In stewardship, unfaithfulness has zero tolerance. The moment unfaithfulness is discovered in you as a steward, that moment you are losing your stewardship. That's what happens to some of us. We think that at least God will understand. We think that we can be unfaithful a little and then, you know, repent and all of that come back. But if we understand that what that what made us stewards in the first place is faithfulness so the moment you become unfaithful you are losing your stewardship what made you to sit down now is because there is a seat isn't it the moment this seat is off what happens will you sit down you can't sit down you can't say i will be sitting you know uh, Partially, there is no more seat that made you to sit down. What you know qualifies a man to be called a steward is faithfulness. Faithfulness in the use of your time. Faithfulness in the use of money. Faithfulness in the use of your body. Faithfulness in the use of your gifts or your talent that God has given to you. The moment you are becoming unfaithful, you are losing you are losing your position as a steward. There is zero tolerance for unfaithfulness in stewardship. Maybe we sh- I have quoted it, but I think we should read it. Turn to X, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I would like us to read it together. I will read verse 1, and then we will read verse 2 together. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ... And stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse 2, everybody now want to go. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. There's no other requirement. That's, you know, it are not to just one. One requirement for stewardship. That's what qualifies a steward. That is what a steward is required to keep doing. Being faithful in managing your master's properties. Being faithful in managing that which belongs to someone else. Once there is any element of unfaithfulness, it attracts a lot of um, punishment, especially the loss of stewardship. Some years ago, we were passing through financial difficulty. Me and my family. It was so serious that we prayed, we fasted, 
we did everything we could do for God to intervene. But it seems as if we are going from, from one level of financial difficulty to the next level. That is, we are increasing in, in steps of difficulty. So one day I was praying seriously. I was saying to God, what is the problem? It was a serious you know, cry, trying to discover what is wrong. And after much praying, the Lord spoke to me and said, you have committed the sin of misappropriation. I said, sir, what is misappropriation? It's a strange word to my ear. What is misappropriation? He now began to explain what misappropriation is. He said that in civil service, that every money that enters an establishment has what it is meant for. There is money for overhead. That is day-to-day running of the establishment. And there is money for capital projects. He said, when you take the money that was given for capital projects and use it for overhead, that is running the establishment, he said, that is misappropriation. Or when you take the money that is meant for running the establishment and use it for capital projects, that is buying of generator for the establishment, you know, building, a new building for the establishment, he said that is misappropriation. And when there is auditing, accounting and auditing, and that is discovered, it can amount to a sack of that particular civil servant. And he said, that is the sin that you have committed. The money I provided for you for a particular thing, you have used it or you have been using it for another thing. And that is why the more money is not coming. That is the lost, the lost of stewardship. You are supposed to be a steward of God's resources. And so God is a rich man, of course. So if God is a rich man, stewards of a rich man, is he supposed to be a poor man? There was a certain rich man. Remember the parable was to the disciples. The, 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 what the steward is managing is rich wealth. The wealth of a rich man. So when you see a disciple that is poor, managing, you know, you are struggling with money, it means that you have lost your stewardship for misappropriation or wasting underutilization or allowing, not managing it at all, not using it at all. Are, are you getting that? So, when we think that there is a second chance, that's, you know, there's a way we, our heart is. That's why we pray that prayer at the beginning. That's the way our heart is. We normally think that God should understand that we are, we are humans. 
that even if we are not all that faithful, eh, that he can understand. So sometimes you just take an action without hearing from God. You just, you know, buy things, spend money to buy things without knowing whether this money is for buying of things or not. Give account of your stewardship for you will no longer be stewards. Sometimes it may not be that the stewardship is taken entirely away from you. But sometimes as a way it happens. It may be that you are managing 10,000 naira at your level and God's plan is that you will manage 10, 10 billion. But because as of the time you are at 10,000 naira level, unfaithfulness is found on, in you, your stewardship will be truncated at that time. You will lose the stewardship level that God is preparing you for. Do you understand that? Once you, th- you, you know, and that happens to so many, so many believers. At a time, you see people, they will become careless. You see a brother and a sister that has kept themselves pure. All the years they were single. But the moment they just get into courtship, eh, they start all sort of, you know, sexual immorality inside courtship. And then, what the stewardship that God want to entrust into that new family that is about to form will be what? Truncated. What God will want to use this particular family to do will be lost because of unfaithfulness. We say maybe this servant maybe is not aware that there is zero tolerance for unfaithfulness in stewardship. What other possible reason why this particular servant wasted his master's food? Number three. Maybe he thought that no one is watching to detect and to report to the master. The Bible says, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. That is, somebody went to the master and said, your steward has wasted your goods. Maybe the steward felt that my master, is he, is he here? Does he know what is happening here? You can imagine what, you know, some apprentice, uh, apprentices does to their master. When their master will give them money to go to market and buy something. When they get there, something will tell them, the master is not here now. Eh? So, this, uh, this thing you are supposed to buy, 10,000 naira, why don't you, you know, pocket 2,000 naira and then just report that you bought it 10,000. So that thought, that assumption 
that the master is not watching can lead to an unfaithfulness in managing the master's goods. But we forgot that, first of all, that God is watching. God is not like us. He is watching. Everything you do is under a watch. What you do with your time, what you do with your... When you say to somebody, I will pray, and you did not pray, and you told the person that you prayed, he is watching. He's seeing the way you are spending every cobble that belongs to him and you are not consulting him. You want to do something and you did not consult him. He's looking at it, he's watching. Sometimes I discover that we are more conscious of people's presence than God's presence because of worship of self. So when people are watching you physically, you try to do what is good so that they will regard you as a good person. But once you are no longer under their watch, you begin to do what is wrong. Because something is telling you that nobody can see what I'm doing now and regard me as a bad person without being conscious that God is watching watching you. But apart from God, don't forget that we also have the accuser of the brethren. In fact, he is the one that does accusation. One of his major work is what? Accusation. In Revelation 12 verse 10, the Bible said that the accuser of our brethren that accuses them day and night before God accuser of our brethren. That is, he's not accuser of unbelievers. He's accuser of believers. And where does he do the, the accusation? He does it before God. Eh? He's, he's always before God. The day and what? Night. That's what he does. He will be watching what you are doing the moment you spend that money without God's permission, he will report and said, did you see the person that you put in charge of your money? Look at the money you gave him. He has spent it without permission. The moment you, you abuse your body, whether in pornography or masturbation or fornication or homosexuality or lesbianism, the moment you get into any of those things, he will report. He has abused the body you put under his care. He accuses day and night before our God. Some of us are not aware that the devil is doing this kind of work, even now. Eh? Even when God will look at you and want to uh, overlook, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a merciful God. So sometimes he may decide to overlook. But the devil will not overlook. He will pick it, even the slightest you know, mismanagement. Sometimes we feel that when we have 10,000 naira, we should ask God what to do with it. But when we have 10 naira, we should not. 
So even that smallest, you know, amount of mismanagement, the devil will pick it and report. And the moment unfaithfulness is discovered in stewardship, that terminates or truncates the stewardship. Is either the stewardship is truncated, you can no longer go further, or it is terminated. Even the trun- truncating is maybe for a while, everything will end up. What is the possible reason why this servant wasted his master's goods? Maybe. He is not asking his master what exactly to do. He is not asking the master what he wants him to do in the management of these goods. Or maybe he has a problem. Let's combine the two. It's possible that he asks the master, how do you want me to manage the um, goods today so that it will not be wasted? And the master will speak and he will not hear because he has a problem. Or he will hear something else thinking that it was the master that spoke. So when you look at that, how that applies to us, you notice that if we have not formed that habit of always consulting God, I don't know whether you know that God does not want us to come to a particular point where we become independent of Him. Even when He has given you anything, He still wants you moment by moment to be coming back. I was sharing with somebody recently. I said, if you are asking God for wisdom on how to do your business or, or how to uh, run a, 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 the, the work of God that he has asked you to do, that when God gives you wisdom, eh, that wisdom he gives you may not work 100%. He knows. When you apply it, you will notice that you will not get the results you are expecting. It's not as if you did not hear from God. You heard from God. But God wants you to come back. Because sometimes if he tells you that and that thing works, you may not come back. He wants you to hit the rock and run back and say, Lord, are you not the one that told me to do this? I've tried it. It's not giving me the results. That was what happened to Moses. He went and said, Pharaoh, let my people go. Thus says the Lord. And the thing increased. Moses came back and fell down and said, God, you told me that you are going to deliver these people, but you have not delivered them at all. Rather, the problem has increased. And God said, from now, I'm going to make you a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron will be your prophet. So, you see, Moses came back, there was more revelation, there was more communion, you know, he went back, he came back. So that's how the management of God's, you know, resources as stewards should be. Should be a continuous consultation 
with him on how to do, go about it, what to do. And not just for you to just be on your own. Once you are on your own, you will start wasting it because you may not know what he wants you to do at this time. Sometimes what God wants you to do now will be different from what he wants you to do next week with the same resources. So you, don't, you do not assume that he has moved this way now. He will move this way next week. So this can be a problem of this steward that caused the wastage. Or not hearing well. Many of us have that problem. Hearing from God. Lord, my salary has arrived. What do you want me to do with the salary? The flesh will speak to you and tell you to use it to buy land or buy a car. And you will think that it is God at school. And that will lead to unfaithfulness because you even made effort to hear or to ask. But the problem now is that you did not hear well. That can lead to unfaithfulness. So, and you know it's a problem for so many believers. So many believers. Some of us, from experience, you have now come to know that even when you say you heard from God, most times it's not, it's, it's not true. Because by the time things will play out, by the time events will play out, you notice that that thing you say that you hear from God is not actually from God. So it's a problem that needs to be solved once and for all. I, I hope that God will you know, help us as we go in this series to solve that problem in the name of Jesus. Another reason why this servant may be unfaithful could be that he doesn't know that there will be a day of accounting. Say, give an account of your stewardship. Give an account of your stewardship. Maybe he thought that there's no accounting. And that is also a reason why many of us can be careless, can be wasteful. We don't understand that we are going to account for the way we use every second. The way we use every every naira or we have have forgotten that we are going to account on how we use our body how we use our gifts how we use our talents when the master will call for accounting this talent I gave to you I gave you the capacity the ability to receive songs compose songs and you have not used it to bless anybody which I wanted you know you know the songs we, we, we sing the songs we sing both hymns and um, and um, worship songs and praises you know when we sing those songs we enjoy isn't it we enjoy those songs we use them to worship God but let me ask how many of those songs came through angels angels came down Maybe during church 
service or uh, fellowship uh, program and then they just land and they start singing and, and then people start learning from them. How many of them came? These are people that are faithful with their own gifts of receiving songs and composing songs. They received, composed and followed God and brought it out so that it will bless people. People will use it to worship God. Every hymn that you are singing and as you are singing, it's touching your heart like this. Or the songs you are singing. They, these are songs that are in heaven. That God wanted to bring through men. And men we are faithful. But some of us have the same gifts, the same capacity. But we have not been faithful. We, we allow it to lie dormant. Because we don't know that there will be an account. Give an account of your stewardship. Stewardship of your gifts. Stewardship of your money. The money that God has given to your hand. Eh? We take things for granted so much. You just got a job. And they are paying you high. Or they are paying you average. And then you just felt that you can use it anyhow. Without knowing that you are going to give an account to the person that gave you this. The Bible says, we brought nothing into this world. And we are going to go, how? With nothing. That is to say, whatever that you have, you receive. First Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, that everything that you have, you received it. And because it is God that gave it to you, you must account for it. Including time. This is the reason why some of us are unfaithful. That's one of the reasons why this servant wasted his master's goods. Another reason which could be responsible for his wasting of, of these goods could be ordinary laziness. Laziness. Carelessness. Eh? Instead of him to rise up and walk when he's supposed to rise up and walk he will be lying down and be sleeping he will be idle looking for gossip there are things to do to develop your capacity to you know manage these things well there are books to read to develop your intellectual capacity to manage this property but out of laziness you will not read them you will not follow the Lord you will not pray when you are supposed to pray you will not seek him you will not you know, be diligent to hear him eh? in hearing God you must be diligent you must be on it you cannot be careless with it that is one reason again why so many of us are unfaithful are wasteful of the master's rules. And so, I just want us to start this series with prayers. don't want to uh, preach for long. To look into these areas and pray very seriously. Before we begin to get into depth, as we look at these various areas of stewardship, will you cry and say to God, first of all, I'm sorry, because some of us, you have lost your stewardship. An evidence or a sign that you are no longer a steward 
financially is that you are suffering financial hardship because the man that you are a steward to is a rich man so you are supposed to manage wealth you cannot be a steward to a rich man and you are not managing wealth is either you know jesus when he was ending this parable he began to say something about faithfulness he said he that is faithful in that which is least eh, is also considered faithful in that which is what much you know what, what that means that that god wanted to hand over management of billions of naira to your hand but when he was giving you you know hundred thousand naira per month you are not using it the way you want. Out of that 100,000 naira, he may have wanted 15,000 out of it to go to Christian widows that are widows indeed. But because you did not seek him and say, God, what do you want this 100,000 naira to be, to be used for? You didn't pray to find out. Possibly he would have said, 15,000 naira is going to three Christian widows. That are widows indeed. They don't have a man like unbelievers, unbelieving widows. That you know, you know what they normally do. They are depending on me, and they are struggling with their children's school fees. Take this fifteen thousand naira. Give five to this widow. Give five to this widow. Give five to this widow. If you don't know how to spot them out, meet the women leaders ministry of your church or some other places. Let them help you to sort them out. Some years ago, God, you know, asked me to do something like that. I was very young then. I didn't know them. I just met, I was led to meet the, the woman leader. I said, please, take this here and find them and give it to them. Then, don't tell them the person. Just tell them their husband, Jesus. Gave it to them. There are poor people. There are people that... There are ministers, there are missionaries, there are people that are laboring that God may want out of this 100,000 naira, some part of it to go to them, but you did not you did not ask him. You are not diligent to find from find out from him. All you did is you carry it, so we carry it and put into savings. That is I am not against savings. But savings can only be done at the instruction of the owner. Do you understand? The owner may want a, a car. He may want, want to give you a car. Not you buying a car for yourself. Because when you buy a car, still, who is the owner of the car? You are a manager of the car. And the owner knows that you need a car now for the things that he wants you to be doing still as a steward. Do you understand that? So he will instruct you to begin to save some percentage of your money, income, or profit for that purpose. That can be an instruction. So I say savings can only be by divine instruction. The amount to save, how to save, you know, sometimes you hear believers, a lot of us say, I don't know, me and money, we are not friends, so me and money, we are not what? I, I can't be with money. This is what we call unfaithfulness. You know why we say that? Because if money is in your hand and something come up, you just carry the money. 
and put into that without asking the owner is this what you want this money to be used for this is the reason behind the travel of Christianity and Christians because if we are faithful in the little that he has given to us he would have trusted us because he's a rich man if you forget anything tonight don't forget that you are a steward of who a rich man that is certain say there is a certain rich man this one is not you know the word certain means that he's certain God is a certain rich man so if I am a steward of God I must be a manager of you know he's the owner of the whole world in heaven and on earth you can't be a poor man but that's your wealth is not being a a, 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 a a manager of your own no that thing is not your own it belongs to him you can't use it you can't spend it the way you want it must be by his own prescription you know some of us don't understand why God is requiring that you a businessman that is making a lot of money in a month should not touch that money without his permission we don't understand we thought we are laboring we are laboring we, we, we should have you know right to spend this money but let me ask you this god that sent you to do business and is prospering you are you aware that the same god called another brother to be a missionary and that brother's missionary children has to he has to go to school I don't know whether you're following me. The same God that say you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You say, I want you to be a businessman. Go, I'll prosper you. And then you are doing the business and you are seeing prosperity. And then you are now spending the money. You give this person, give your mother, give your father. I'm not against that, but it must be by God's direction. You give your brothers, you give your sisters. You saw this person that is in the, your uncle, your auntie. You say, come, 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 let me settle you. Because you believe that you have money now. Look at you. Eh? You forgot that somebody sent you to, to, the business, to business. And somebody is behind the progress. And there is something that he wants this money to be used for. Listen. You know, some of us, we feel that we are doing God favor when we give for kingdom advancement. No. You are not the owner of the money. You say, okay, but is it not because I was doing business? That's why how the money comes. Eh? In the same market, are there no people that are doing the same business? And they are not making the same kind of money you're making. In the same uh, uh, job market, I don't know people that are looking for a job, but they never find the kind of job God bless you with. And you are becoming unfaithful. You know, we are just trying to repent for today and then cry out in these reasons for unfaithfulness and ask God to help us. Before we now begin to go into, you know, specific areas of stewardship as from next week. But for tonight, I would like you to rise up and begin to pray. I don't know the ways that you have been unfaithful. There is a reason why God is raising this particular theme and topic at this time. Eh? Because 
if you are not going to key in into what God is doing, you know, many people, they, they, they think that because they said recession is coming to Nigeria or things are going to be bad because of COVID-19 and all of that, that is going to affect those that are following God. No! Our economy is not of this world. He said, my God shall supply all my needs. According to what? His riches in glory. I want us to look at our life. Some of us are in serious financial difficulty now. Some of us, you wonder why you try. It doesn't work. Your stewardship might have been terminated or truncated. You need to pray. I say pray. Rise up and pray. Ask God to have mercy upon you. In the ways that you have been unfaithful. In any of these ways. What has been the reason for your own unfaithfulness? There was a certain rich man. The certain rich man has a steward. You are the steward. And there are things that he has handed over to you. Some of us, you wonder why things are not going well in your life. In your spiritual life. In your marital life. In your, your financial life. It could be a termination of stewardship. A truncating of stewardship. Your money, that money in your account is not your own. Maybe you are not aware. And that may be the reason why you are becoming unfaithful. Please, can you pray? Say to God, I am sorry. Let's start with repentance. Tonight, let's start with repentance. All the unfaithfulness in, you know, time stewardship, financial stewardship, resources stewardship, body stewardship, that has led to problems. Some of us, because you are you are unfaithful in stewardship of your body, sickness and diseases, infections has come to your body because you are not faithful. Eh? You are not faithful in managing the body that God gave to you. You handle it anyhow. And so you are now beginning to see a lot of things affecting that body. Please pray. Repent. Repent. There are things to repent of. You know it. You know them. Do you know that the thought that you that makes you to think that uh, is it not my money? My salary. Uh, my money. And then you feel bad when God is asking you to use his money in your hand to, to meet need, kingdom need of faithfulness. There was a certain rich man that has a steward. Why are you not experiencing abundance abundance of health abundance of resources as a manager of a rich man's property 
faithfulness in the use of time. You do with your time what you want. Not what the man wants. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you are not doing what I say. We say some of us started well. Before now, two years ago, three years ago, before you do anything, you will ask God. But along the line, you are losing the sense sense of stewardship. You are losing the sense. You are not beginning to do things that you want. Why do you call me Lord, Lord and do not what I say? Somebody is the owner of my life. Somebody is the owner of my time. Somebody is the owner of my resources, my money. Are you wasting the goods of the Lord? The talent he gave you, what, what have you done with it? Is he lying dormant? Is it a waste? Go to graveyard, you see wasted talent. Untapped gifts, unused gifts, men that were gifted by God to affect their generation. They lived and died, and nobody was affected. Waste. Waste. Why do you allow time to waste? You don't use it for what God wants it to be used for. You are lazy. Instead of you to use five minutes to do what five minutes should be done, you use 15 minutes. That's laziness. That's a waste of time. A book you are supposed to read in five days, you spent 50 days reading it. Waste of time. Waste of resources. Can you pray and say, God, Deliver me from unfaithfulness. I have been wasting. Wasting your, my spiritual gifts, my ministerial gifts, my talents, my skills. To live as true Christians, as true stewards, or do we want to continue the way we are going? Do we have a problem? We don't hear well, or we don't hear at all. Do we commune with God often to get direction from Him on how to manage the resources He has allowed us to handle?
But we are aware that in stewardship, unfaithfulness has zero tolerance. The moment it is discovered, it is terminated. that the consciousness that you will give account will be with you. Always. There will be accounting. Pray for your heart. Even this message will not benefit you at all if your heart is not correct. Pray that you go, your heart will be correct towards God. It takes a good heart to be a good steward. Takes a good heart to manage God's resources well. It takes a good heart to keep following God. See, look, these days we must be very serious about hearing God. Eh? We can't be careless about hearing God. We can't be going about at the opinions of men when the, 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 the man we are his stewards has not spoken. We must hear from him and stick to what he has said. That's how to be a good steward. That's how to be a Christian steward. That's how Christ was, was a steward of God. He's got examples of stewardship. He always does what God wanted to do. Say the son can do nothing except what he sees the father do. Every step that I take Every moment of the way Come and have your way Oh,
time we pray that you forgive us. Forgive us. Many of us are guilty of this. Of faithfulness and stewardship that might have led to the truncating or termination of our stewardship. The evidence of termination of our stewardship or truncating of our stewardship manifests in our financial problems, difficulties, spiritual problems, physical health challenges, and so many other things that show that this certain rich man has terminated or truncated our stewardship. Oh Lord, we come before you with a repentant heart. Many of us have this sense that you are the owner of our money some time ago before now. But something entered into our head and we begin to lose that sense of true stewardship. And we are now claiming and acting as if we are the owner. Father, this is wrong. We have done wrong. We are guilty of unfaithfulness. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. The word be found faithful means that when the man will be examined, when there is periodic examination of this man, he will be found faithful. The Lord, even as it is now, currently, many of us are found unfaithful. Forgive us, Lord, and restore unto us the sense of stewardship. That we will, oh God, again know that we are not the owner of our lives. We know that what we what we have, we receive it from God, from you. And so we are not owners, we are stewards, we are managers of your property. So that we will be faithful in that which is least, that which belongs to you. So that you will allow our stewardship to grow to match the size of your wealth, the size of your abundance, in the name of Jesus Christ. Everlasting one, we pray thee, O God, that you will help us to stop wasting your goods like this, of faithful steward. By not utilizing that which you have given to us, by using it wrongly and by underutilizing it these are elements of wastage deliver us from wastage of your resources which is equivalent to unfaithfulness in their management in the name of Jesus Christ Amen we also pray thee oh God that what makes this man unfaithful deliver us from all them all in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. Father we ask you for mercy 
if we are to be doers of this word, the way you have come to us this evening, for our situations to change, then we need grace. We come to obtain mercy and to find grace at the throne of grace tonight. May the grace to be doers of this word be released unto us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, our precious Father, for answering this prayer. For we have prayed it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org For testimonies, counseling and prayers you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels <laughs>